Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, I am thrilled to have a corporate social responsibility, ESG, and aspirational business expert join Gut Plus Science to inspire us and equip us with the information and ideas we need to build a meaningful business around our mission and for our people. Introducing my friend, Dora Lutz. Dora, take it away. One question that comes up very frequently for me these days is whether or not ESG and social impact are actually going to be relevant for small businesses. And in fact, even last week, I received an email from a small business advisor sharing his opinion that while he's convinced that the impacts of ESG are going to roll downhill, his words, not mine, uh, he still wasn't actually convinced that any of this work was going to be able to increase revenue or decrease costs in any way that would make it to the bottom line. And I think that pretty much sums up the way most small business CEOs are thinking about this work. They recognize that ESG and social impact are becoming mainstream, so they can't ignore it, but they're still not convinced that these principles are actually meaningful in the grand scheme of everything else that they have to do. So what I thought we should talk about in this session is what you can do if you're a small business that does not have ESG on your radar, but you're still feeling the pressure and you know that you need to be able to respond in some way when a customer or an employee asks you about your social impact strategy. So that's where the aspirational business model really begins to make sense. Because while this work can support ESG efforts, you don't have to be undertaking a huge environmental, social, or governance effort in order for it to yield benefits. The aspirational business model really comes down to nothing more than thinking about each of your stakeholder groups, understanding what they need, and then taking time to figure out how your business can effectively meet those needs. It's business strategy 101. It's just housed in new terminology. So when you think about your stakeholder groups and their needs, and you start to innovate according to those needs, you will find that you're not only identifying new sources of revenue, but you're going to begin thinking creatively about all of the ways you can decrease your cost. And here's why it works. There's four main reasons. The first reason that it makes a difference is because when we align to larger social issues, whether it's something happening in your local community or something that's happening at a global level using the sustainable development goals, we don't have to convince people that they need our product or service. We know that we are grounding our offerings in a pain point that already exists. So all we have to do is come out and convince or demonstrate that our product and service is better than the solutions out there. We don't have to convince people that they have a need 
if we are grounding our work in already identified problems. The second thing this work does is it helps us spur innovation by setting a lofty vision for our team members and then getting out of the way and letting them get creative. When we tell our people what to do, they're going to follow that to the letter of the law. But when we set a big vision and acknowledge that we don't have all the answers to get us there, they are going to find solutions that go beyond the limitations that we have as leaders. They're going to find a path forward that we have probably never considered. The third thing this does is it allows all of our functional areas within our organization to align towards something really big and really exciting. When we give people a clear goal and we allow them to figure out how to get there, they are going to use the tools and the resources and the influence within their sphere of control at a level that we as leaders probably don't have daily insight into. And the last thing this work does is it creates excitement about the possibility of our business and the opportunities we're giving people for meaningful work. Now, I hear all the time from small business leaders who might say, hey, Dora, we are manufacturing widgets. It's not really all that exciting. And I don't think people are going to get enthusiastic about it. And I can guarantee you that if you show up with that kind of attitude, that is what people are going to pick up on. But it's one thing to show up and say, hey, man, we're manufacturing widgets and people aren't excited about that. And it's totally a different to say we are manufacturing widgets in a way that allows us to create economic opportunity for our employees. Or we are creating widgets in a way that allow us to contribute to sustainable manufacturing processes. There are a million ways for us to think bigger as leaders and allow ourselves creativity and allow ourselves to engage others through something that feels exciting. When we start talking about social impact, we can make these concepts as big and robust and aspirational as we want them to be. But we can also make them powerful and achievable and realistic within the scope of the businesses that we have. The beauty of the aspirational business model is that it pulls on the things that businesses already do well. It allows us to set a sense of servanthood, to know who we are serving and why. It allows us to think about the impact or the, the goal that we want and to set measurable targets to hold ourselves and our organizations accountable. It allows us to connect meaningfully and ensure that everybody in our ecosystem, employees and consumers and communities, that we are providing opportunities for them to thrive. It means that we are holding ourselves to the highest standard of ethical behavior and that we are telling the story of the good work that is happening within our organization to the people that want to know. It allows us to leverage the functional areas in our business that already exist. And we can ground it in local goals, in global goals. We can use internal standards or external standards. We can use 
our existing strategic entrepreneurial ecosystem frameworks, and we can use ESG frameworks. We get to build it. But what we can't ignore anymore is that social impact is the expectation of our business. But it's up to us to define how we do it. Oh, and one more thing. You can probably tell by listening to these podcasts that I am really passionate about the opportunity for business to make the world a better place. But for this work to really take root, we need everybody in our organization to understand how this work drives the bottom line, to think about ways that they can create impact regardless of their role within the organization, and to feel inspired and empowered to think about their purpose and the way that they can make the world a better place. To learn more about how I can get your team up to speed on the power of social impact or ESG, visit giving-spring.com. I look forward to seeing you live. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.